Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Water Into Wine. If you have been following along with us, we talked about red flags and friends, but now we're going to switch it up. We're going to get a little, a little happy. And we're talking about green flags and basically what to look out for when you're like, hey, I think this one's sticking out, sticking around for a long time. And we're going to let you guys know what we think and what y'all think, actually, what green flags are. So Grace put on her story and asked a bunch of her followers what she thinks or what they think green flags look like. And we're just going to share with that. So go ahead. Yeah. And I will say what's interesting about green flags is sometimes it's hard to notice they're green when you're just so used to red. It's almost like you become hazy with your vision. You're like, okay, everyone's out to get me and everyone doesn't like me. So Kelly, I would also, before we read these, mm-hmm. want to hear what are your green flags? I don't want you to copy anyone's answers, you know, because I know you can be kind of sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. yeah. So I, ugh, green flags. I think the, one of the biggest things I look for is independence. I love a girl. Honestly, I have a lot of good guy friends too. Um, I love a good I don't friend. believe in guy friends anymore. Oh my God. I'll be on this train for a while. <laughs> well, Honestly, we can talk we about that later. Yeah, we later. do. Let's, let's keep going. But a lot of um, green flags, I look for one of them, is independence. I just respect people who can go out, do their own thing, take on the world, and then come back and be like, all right, this is how I did it. This is who I need to talk to. This is, And I'm like, let's go. And I want to cheer them on, and I want them to cheer me on, because that's, that's all. You always need a good like hype man, you know? Oh, I think especially, and that's what, okay, honestly, looking at people's answers, a lot of them say that they celebrate you. Yes. And I think that's something that we downplay a lot, because there are so many places where I, you don't feel safe to, like, be excited you don't want to seem like not humble you don't want to be like I got the job and I'm like really proud of myself because I've done so much to work for I graduated and I did this or I got this GPA I did this on this test because you don't want to be like the Debbie Downer who tells the whole class that they got an A when they got like a C and that's honestly such a game changer when you have that friend who not only like celebrates you but like seeks moments to celebrate you and I think that was one thing I had I was on a phone call with a friend and she was kind of like Honestly, she was so real with me. She's like, Kelly, what you do is awesome. She, I spent like five weeks in Jordan a while ago. And for me, I don't really talk about it a lot, you know, and I just kind of live in this fast pla- fast paced life. And she just like stopped me on the phone and was like, that was awesome. And I don't think I've ever heard that in that moment of a, a friend just like hyping me up for something that I think is so normal. So like friends who like, like really just remind you of how good you are. That's a huge green flag. And they're not afraid to tell you when you are bad. So you listen mm-hmm. to them because you don't feel like they're being negative because you also know they're the first person to cheer you on, but the first person to call you up and they don't call you up. They call you or they don't call you out. They call you up. Mm-hmm. I think that's so crucial. And in those moments too, it's kind of like you are so much more apt to listen and be like, okay, you're right. I do need to do better in this because they have seen you and they've seen you at your best. They've also seen you at your worst. So they, of anyone, have the right to call you up. Okay, the first one I want to share, and I'm going to say a quick trigger warning if you struggle with mental health. Um, but friends who support you no matter how bad your mental health is. And someone shared that, and that, like, honestly got me very emotional because it reminds me of one of the first moments that – I realized one of my friends, Britta, was one of my best friends. And it was because I was in college and I had told her my story on like having like an eating disorder and struggling with that in high school. And like I said, if you knew me in high school, I'm sorry if I was ever mean or like rude or annoying. I was just hungry. <laughs> like I'm a firm Aren't believer in that. Like, hangry. It's a real like, thing. I was like, wait, just people were like, what was your diet plan? And I'm like, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about body image on another episode. So keep up with us. You know, I think that's going to be probably the one after this or the one in the next couple weeks. But 
I especially struggled with that. And I remember in college, it's so easy for like the puke and rally mentality to come out. And I remember eating something and drinking a lot and I wanted to make myself throw up and she wouldn't let me or she like at least was like, you shouldn't do this. And she may not even remember this because Britta has the worst memory. (laughs) But at that moment, I was like, this girl has my back, you know. And so I think if you have mental health and you're listening to this, like your anxiety is not a bother. Your depression is not annoying. And I think it's easy for some friends to make you feel like you're a bother or annoying and like be independent. But at the same time, like a true friend cares about your mental health. Oh, definitely. And scripture even says like, um, we are called to bear each other's burdens. And like Mm. in those moments, it's, we feel like a burden, but that's just natural and normal in any healthy relationship to lay your burdens down and have a friend say, Hey, you're not feeling 100%, but I do at this moment, and I'm able to, like, help you and carry you through that and call you out to when you are 100%. And a true friend realizes you're, like, a child of God. Also, just a person realizes you're a child of right. God before you were a burden. You know, and before you were a burden, you were not a burden. <laughs> before you became annoying. No, you're not a burden. You're not annoying. But a true friend realizes that you are not you're like not what you're struggling with but you are struggling with that and that needs to be heard mm-hmm. okay now some more lighthearted ones okay um jillian said a good one very intentional in conversation and i think that's so true because i think i've seen where and i can be on my phone a lot i don't it's so annoying when you're talking about something and it may just not even you may not even care about it that much like i get you don't care about your friend's work day at the end of the day it doesn't affect you but if they're your friend you should care about that and you should put your phone down you should listen to them i literally was at lunch today and i was at lunch with a friend and i was like on my phone a lot and i was just trying to like you know figure out like the rest of the day like you know it's sunday so like you know getting the rest of the week in, in place and my friend literally stops in the middle of her story and she goes I'm going to leave if you pick up your phone one more time. And I froze. I'm like, you know what? I respect that. You're right. We don't have this time a lot together. And I'm going to put my phone down. And it's going to be just you and I. And I just like, I, we need that. We need those reminders. Put our phone away. And like really just be present. No, exactly. And I think also I love that you said that because it's easy once again when we always say green flags and we say red flags, if you listen to the red flags, we've all been a red flag and we can all be a green flag. So like you can be the one who's in more intentional in your conversation now. You can be the one who after you listen to this episode calls your friend you haven't seen in a while. One thing I am horrible at is the phone thing. I I will admit it. You know that I'm horrible at it. Like (laughs) I think it's just because social media notifications, I need to turn them off. You know, that should be my goal this year. Turn off my social media notifications because I get obsessed with numbers and I'll always look at my posts. I'm right now so close to 80,000. Probably when you listen to this, I'll hit 80,000. That's bold. But (laughs) but I can be obsessed with it. And But I do love that I have friends who I know are intentional with me and I know I can be intentional with. And whether that's your phone, whether that's even just like your eye contact, especially whether that is simply rebuttaling to what they say. I think sometimes when you feel like you're talking and the other person isn't saying anything back, it can also feel kind of lonely. You're like, okay, do you you agree with me yet? And it's a good way to hear that they listen. Oh, definitely. And I think a lot of times like we really just want just a good ear. We don't really need the advice. Maybe sometimes. And I think a good red flag is someone who's like, hey, I really want to be here for you. Do you need to vent or do you need advice? And I think oh, I had a friend of mine. Wow. I love that. Yeah. She stopped me in the middle of a rant and she asked me that. And I was like, I, I think I, do- I don't want advice because I know you're going to tell me something I don't want to hear. And I just I just want to rant. So she just sat back and she just listened to me just rant. So like a good friend who's able to like seek out the vibe and be like, you know what? Who what kind of friend do you need from me? 
And she, I, she let me answer and she just sat back and let me just, you know, just complain. And that was it. And that's just what I needed in that moment. Exactly. And I think, so that reminds me of what Tessa Joanne said. And she's a really cool girl. I follow her on Instagram. She has her own podcast too. And so she's great. I feel like, I feel like I'm her friend, but we're just Instagram friends, but she's so cute. Okay. Got engaged in a really cute way. Whatever. Everyone should go look. Okay. She said they listen more than they try and fix the problem. And that is humbling to me because that is something I'm horrible at. That is something I have to sit. And I think after I've gone to lunch with people and afterwards I text them and I go, I'm sorry. Like I totally, my new gram three, you're telling me your problem. I assume you want me to fix it. Sometimes people just need to hear their problem. And I I feel like I've done that to you, Ketley. So I don't want to apologize for every time I've done that to you. You're so kind. And well, Honestly, like that's kind of me with Enneagram Seven. I'm over here like trying to avoid any negative feelings. So I'm like, okay, I don't like this tension. How do we fix it? Get out of it and move on and never look at look at it again. So like I totally get that. Some people just really just want to vent. Yeah. And I it's like I think it's like your your role as a friend when someone comes to you a hardship is not to clean up. It's yeah. not to change the game it's not to make them it's i wouldn't even say all the time it's to make them happy i think it would when they first initially whether it's a breakup your first thing is to listen to them and vo- let them voice their opinions and to affirm that their feelings are real but then don't be afraid to be like your feelings are real but here's what the situation is mm-hmm. but you don't say that initially no. i think there's nothing <laughs> worse than like, you give them their space <laughs> They just need to hear it like that. But they don't need to agree with you 24-7, but just be like, your feelings are valid. I think mm-hmm. friends that make you feel crazy or that you, you're, you like, being dramatic, there's nothing worse. And I think also it's important to understand that just because your whole body aches doesn't mean that someone's arm doesn't ache. So, like, you mm-hmm. may have a friend. It's, like, the classic of the friend who's, like, I'm insecure about my body. And you look at them and you're, like, ha, 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 ha. You are insecure about your body. Like, you, you size whatever. Like, who looks 20 times better than me. If you're insecure, what does that make me? But just because you're struggling with insecurity and you feel like you have more weight, you weigh more, or whatever it may be, doesn't mean that they're not struggling with insecurity. Oh, definitely. And, like, comparing, like, your own issues is always, again, red flag. But someone who's able to be, like, hey – I don't really I can't relate to you but this is important to you so this Mm. is important to me that's a huge green flag and that just shows that people are in your current corner and they want to support you and they see your issue as theirs as well okay with that being said too of seeing your issue and saying that you can't relate I think that's so important because whether there's a girl who has never been in a relationship and your friend goes through a breakup it's easy to be like oh I can't give her relationship advice I've never been there and especially and I don't think she's asking for advice once again. Like, I think mm-hmm. sometimes friends will say things and you're allowed to be like, okay, that guy, you're worth more than that. And that doesn't mean you don't know if anything. Sometimes the friends who've never been in a relationship know what their standards are. And yeah. then you just realize that there's very lack of few good men in the wild. Out the wild. Oh, yeah. Okay, another one is you feel, by Elise, is you feel uplifted when you leave them and you feel motivated. That's such a big one. And I think a lot of times, like, you always can tell a good friend between a difference between a good friend and a great friend from how you leave the in any interaction with them because sometimes you'll leave a like a hangout or whatever and feel absolutely drained because all you were doing was giving and coddling and just like pouring out everything and sometimes that does look like what you need to be doing but if it's every time not a good sign but when you leave 
a great friendship, when you leave a great hangout, you leave so much more motivated. You leave like you can take on the world. It's just like, and I, t- I say this in another podcast, but game recognized game. And in those moments and a healthy scenario of game recognized game is when you leave and you're supported and they're like, okay, this is what you have to do. You need to go here, talk to that person, move on, move up and move out. And they see your potential and want to push you to that. It's so, it's so uplifting. No, that is so true. Especially the seeing your potential. I think we all get in ruts no matter what. And so if you're in a rut, there's nothing worse than having a friend who doesn't push you harder in that rut. And like, Mm -hmm. it's not giving you advice. It's just saying, Hey, here's what I see in you. Like there's potential in you. There's a light to be shine. Sean, my friend Mackenzie is so good about this because she has her own business. I have my own business and we just push each other. We're like, no, this is what you can do in the best way. Like, yeah, it's not fixing, but it's saying you have the potential to grow this. Like, oh yeah, you, you're worth more than this. Like if she, one time she got a bad client who was like so mean to her. And I'm like, no honey, like <laughs> you are worth more than this. And one time I, I get hate messages and I send them to her and she's like, Grace, that is the dumbest thing ever. You're going to do this. Or if someone doubts me, she'll be like, there's no doubt that. I, and I know she means it, you yeah. know? I don't think she's just saying what I want to hear. I know she's one of my biggest cheerleaders. And that oh, means a lot to me. we love that. We love to see it. Okay. I also think when was a moment that you realized one of your friends that you, you leave that way? Like you realize every time you're with them, you leave encouraged that they are a green flag friend. I remember um, spending, goodness gracious, I remember spending like a really like, you know, hard time with a friend and I just got out of a breakup and I was like super just like down on myself and like over here, not even like, and we've all been there, doubting your worth, like doubting everything and not really knowing like what you want in life, blah, blah, blah. And she just sat with me and she, and it was so funny because at the end of it, I felt so dumb. I felt so dumb because all things I said and I texted her and I apologized because I was like, I'm so sorry. You had to hear me cry. You had to hear me ramp, blah, blah, blah. And she literally stopped and was like, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm supposed to do. Like, don't apologize for a normal, natural relation, like friendship. And I was like, wow. Oh, the don't apologize part. Mm. Uh, Lately, me and my roommate have been saying after a half marathon, me, just how many episodes can I mention I did half marathon on? That's going to be my goal. <laughs> like, how many times can I just casually say? Someone on, someone on TikTok deleted their comment, but they had said something like, you've been on my For You page twice for half marathon. I only posted two about my half marathon. She's like, can you please get off it? And I was like, you can block me. Like, and I then, have no control over that. I did with that. a smiley face, and she deleted her comment, or she blocked me. But, okay. <laughs> but we've been saying, like, ice in my veins. Because, <laughs> like, when I ran by that castle, I was like, it was ice in my veins. But that is ice in my veins. I don't even remember what it was, but my ADHD got me. But what, what did you just say? I was talking about um, not apologizing. Oh! <laughs> when someone says, you don't have to be sorry, that oh. is, as someone who apologizes too much, that is ice in my veins. <laughs> the most refreshing i feel like yeah basically like liquid iv times 20 like thank you for reminding me i don't have to apologize for my existence i don't know what about my past issues and friendships have made me think that like i'm a bother so thank you for making me not apologize thank you for holding me accountable that to my presence is not something to be like apologizing for i mean need that reminder every now and again and why do we say i think it's also a girl thing that we apologize so much it might be a girl why thing i can see that not? i don't i've never heard a boy be like, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry but i hear so many girls do that oh yeah okay some other good ones i got were the classic they're not jealous of you they celebrate you which we kind of already hinted at someone said 
car like they do car jams with you and i really like oh, that oh that's a good one and i feel like that's a, that kind of goes into just feeling like relaxed around them cuz yeah. i don't know about you but when i'm in the car by myself it's a whole concert okay so when, when, when girls don't support taylor swift though i'm out oh okay she's a queen i don't listen to her avidly but, but you have she, to respect her i respect her hustle and I respect what she does and Grace and I have been on plenty um, road trips and she has like given me the whole synopsis oh the actually background. Kelly used to not like Taylor Swift I, I forgot about this I know I didn't and she, like Grace kind of like, like Taylor Swift's me. listening right now <laughs> that's, the <goal>. that's <laughs> the goal but she has like broken down the whole song and we've like spent road trips like listening and also I'm like, Kelly I... like doesn't ask for this by the way I'm like by the way this is what this song means she wrote this this is an analogy and I'll sit there it. and I'll be like you know what that was good I have referenced I have referenced a Taylor Swift song because of you because I'm like that that hit that hit yeah I love have it have you listened all too well 10 minutes uh oh no I haven't that's on my list though <laughs> on your list it's been out for like ever okay you're not wrong okay <laughs> I, I'll give you that homework this week okay I'll do but it maybe I, I still consider you a green flag, even though you're not obsessed with Taylor Swift. But I think this thing about respecting, if women always talk down on, like, successful women, then chances are they are not at this red flag, which is a green flag episode. But when women always hype up other successful women, I'm like, good, she realizes we're each other's teammates. Well, even hopping on that, when women can connect you, like, just, like, be a connection. Like, that's such a powerful thing to be like, hey, I don't know all the answers, but I will send you to someone who does. And I respect that because it's saying, like, hey, like, I am humble enough to not just give you, you know, some, like, random answer out of my butt, but to send you to someone who knows more than me. Here you uh, go. What do you think of the quote that says, um, if you want to know your future, show me your friends? Mm. That's a, that's a, a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> it's a good you thing and a bad thing. agree with it. Oh, yeah. 100%, 100% agree with it. But, I mean, I can tell you right now, like, our, like half of our listeners just, like, shuddered. And half of them just been like, oh, I feel good. Because, honestly, like, it's a it's a big tell. It's a big tell of your reaction after hearing As that. a girl who's always been, I feel like, the most innocent, the whatever, in my friend group, it is true. Like, you you change the line, whether it's cursing. Like, I even say, like, mm -hmm. in high school, people would knew me as a goody two-shoes, but I still curse. But then now... I realize I curse a lot. I need to work on it. And that's something I don't like to admit on a podcast to people who probably like follow me on Instagram and get inspiration from me. I Kathleen knows I struggle with cursing and I need to struggle with it more because I don't struggle with it all the time. I just accept it. You know, that's a good way to put it. Well, I've been there and I remember I was talking to a friend and you know, I love I love driving, love long drives. And I told her I was like, Yeah, like when I'm a when I'm driving, like I'm I cuss like a trucker. I just get in so mad and in my head. And she looked at me and she was like, That's that's not good. And I was like, I, and I'm like, you know, that's like a friend you need it sometimes to be yeah. like, OK, you don't you don't have to like. Right. And it doesn't technically hurt anyone, but she still sees me higher. And I'm like, oh, thank you for that, because it's something you kind of do by yourself and really think about it. But she was she saw the best in me. And I'm like, hey, Michelle, thank you. Thank you for that. OK, speaking of that, there's this is one I really like that Madison Adams sent. She said, mention your name in a room full of opportunity. Oh, I I'm respect like, that the friend who and I will say. I talked to my friend Mackenzie and Jimmy and they're like a videographer and photographer and they're out of Atlanta. You should go hire them if you're doing a wedding. Um, their prices are so great. I think they're too low. So go hit them up now. They do engagement, portrait, senior photos, whatever. Um, and I will every time I see someone say I'm looking for a wedding photographer and you're here, I will run to it and try to put their name in. I mean, as you should. I remember um, one of the things my dad always um, told me when I was younger is like sometimes it's not about what you know but who you know and like when you're in rooms that you're not necessarily like it's a rarity that you're in this room it's like okay well how can I bring more of like my girl boss friends into this room name drop 
Shameless plug. Every time. Yeah. Every time. And I think also don't be afraid to be that person who is you thinking I'm in a room where this could benefit someone who I love. And mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't think, oh, well, I want to save their favor for me. Like sometimes yeah. you have to be like, you know, I care about my friend's career. I care about that. I'm going to mention their name in a room full of opportunities. So I love that she said that because I think as you get older in the postgrad years, especially when you're like miles apart from your friends who you grew up with, everyone's looking for jobs. Everyone's trying to do something they're passionate about. And sometimes it's also about being like, hey, like I care about this. This is will fit this person. I want to connect them. I love connecting people to jobs or mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And like, yeah, you always hear like, oh, you're running your own race outside of college, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, yes, you're running your own race. But you could, you can pass the baton here and there. You can like, you know, give give like some type of support. And I've also been crappy at this. I've also been like, eh, I don't want to bother them with this. I want to save this for me. And but in that moment, I'm choosing my own success over being a good friend. So you have to decide, do I care more about being a good friend or my success? And that's your legacy. Mm, that's your legacy. Okay, inviting you to church, bringing you God in your life first, always giving you biblical, biblical advice and praying over you. And I definitely see this a lot in friends who are much more mature. Because I think there's some times where you kind of like get into these head spaces where it's like, this is when I talk about God. And this is when I talk about work. This, this friend I talk about. I talk about. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this is a work friend who like, hears all my drama that I can tell because exactly. they're an outside And source. I respect the friend that can seamlessly like apply any biblical truth in any conversation. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that does apply. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. Call me out. Call me out. But it's just so, it's so telling of their maturity that they're like, yeah, we are, you know, drinking right now. Or we are like watching like, you know, some like crappy rom-com, but I can still apply some biblical truth to this. I'm like, Thank you for letting me bring my reality into this moment and you still bringing biblical truth to meet me, meet my reality. So that's all. That's a good one. I do like that. And I think one, do you think you have to be friends with people who are only Christian? Absolutely not. Like my biggest thing is you should always be surrounding yourself with people who do not believe the same things as you. Because like when you're surrounding yourself with believers, which is good and you need that. But Jesus hung out with all types of people all the time, forever, his whole, like, you know, ministry. And it's just so, so, so ignorant to surround yourself with people who look like you, act like you, talk. And also, it's just boring. That's just straight up boring. Um, But also, that just pushed me personally to, like, have different perspectives and to be able to relate to people who don't necessarily live the same lives as me. And I think if you have, like, something I felt convicted for in college once was, and I still feel convicted when I look at my college experience that most of my friends were in my sorority, were doing things just like me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think it was my junior year, or it was my senior year, I took gender, race, and media, this class, where there was, like, someone who's pansexual, someone who's gay, someone who's maybe not gay. I'm sorry. Didn't have that. But I just started realizing there were so many more people at my university that I thought didn't exist because I just chose to hang out people just like me, and that's not healthy. I do think, as a Christian, you're called to have Christian community, and that is so mm-hmm. true. But if you're truly on mission, you should at least be able to name five friends who aren't believers, you know, oh, or easy. who aren't walking the walk. And I think if you can't name that, then you're probably not putting yourself in situations. I remember one of my friends telling me that when she was dating this guy, he was a really good Christian, that he purposely joined a gym that he knew that no one in his church went to so that he can meet people in the wild. I'm kidding. <laughs> Non-believers in the, in the <laughs> wild. But so he could be prepared to minister and meet new friends who weren't Christian. And I was like, heck yeah, that's how it should be, you know? 
we should be going out of our way to just do hobbies, meet other people in our life. Um, I do think there's always that way where you're like kind of missioning towards them. But if all your friends are like you, then you probably don't have a broad enough horizon and you're probably not even trying to minister to people. I literally remember having this conversation with a friend who was going through a really hard time and like really just like doubting like God's presence in his life. And I was just like, you know, like God is a is way more involved than you think he is. And it was just so funny because I just kind of said it because in my life, like I do see God kind of like interwoven in different moments. So for me to say, I was kind of like, yeah, this is is my reality is my norm. And I remember like, you know, time goes on, time goes on. And he brings that up like months later. It's like, yeah, like you taught me that God is more involved. And I was like, uh, like, you know, and you never realize what things, what snippets, what like little pockets of wisdom um, you're able to like give to people because you are a believer and you're, you are walking that walk and you are able to just go into those spaces where people are not necessarily walking the same walk or having the same rhythms as you are. And when you kind of like have that moment where they're seeing God reflected through you, it's kind of like, uh, Oh, is this what being a Christian is like? Like, I'm a oh, believer. Exactly. I'm a witness. Yeah, so I'm a fun. witness. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me being a lot in a dark world. In a dark world. <laughs> Jesus, you proud today? Oh, my God. Well, that was just one of those, like, little <laughs> pat on my you're back. Like, you're like, oh, I am making a difference. Like, you had to have those friends who are, like, you can go to and be like, wow, this was so cool. I had this cool opportunity. Like, if you need those friends, you can be like, okay, this was cool. I had this opportunity, and I took it. Right. But you also need those friends who can get those opportunities too and it doesn't make them less worthy and it doesn't make them like less valuable but you do need christian community okay with that being said some people i also put on my story because i know a lot of people are lonely and like questions about friendships and loneliness so i kind of want us to go through some of those real quick before i wrap up how to make friends after college it's like still figuring out it's kind of like dating you just gotta put yourself out there it's so true like getting lunch with people like starting small coffee lunch and just seeing and then doing fun things i think one thing i love about my new roommate ramsey is one she slid my dms which is like kind of pathetic but i'm kidding it's not pathetic oh my god but we had mutual friends we had that as a like back burner i think especially like in a sorority world that you don't have to be a sorority to help but there's so many connections that sometimes you can have ketley wasn't a sorority i was um but like ramsey knew people i knew and i was like hey you can live with me like and i love her because she's always down for fun and she did the, once again how many times can I say I did a half marathon <laughs> um just reminding y'all I'm a runner she um run but I did what? that marathon because she said she was gonna do it and I was like okay that's fun I want to do that and so we have similar interests doing fun things is so important mm. and so yeah I think just putting yourself out there finding different hobbies the gym, CrossFit. I know my friends who moved to Atlanta from Orlando. They met so many friends through CrossFit. There's like little parties. Um, someone said community theater about meeting a friend. And even though I'm not that. a theater girl, like there's hobbies that to be made there. Church. I know it's wild. I know it sounds <laughs> in the crazy, ones. but <laughs> you can find friends at church. However, I know a lot of us has been excluded. There's clicky people. You can't get down when someone doesn't want to be your friend. Have the dignity and confidence to be like, you know what? They're lost. I'm a good friend. I know it. I care about people and I have a lot to offer. And if someone just consistently doesn't want to be your friend, doesn't invite you, doesn't after you've tried, then you need to walk away. And I think a big thing for me, like coming back home is sometimes you need to go back home and kind of reconnect with old friends. And it's like this weird, like awkward, like, oh, we kind of like talked a bit in high school. We talked a bit like in middle school and Mm. I see them all the time. 
Should I even like, you know, slide into their DMs or even like say hi or even text them because you might still have their phone number. Um, do it every time. Do it because they're probably thinking the same things. And honestly, you have a lot to catch up on. You have old memories to like laugh about and be like, hey, where you're at now? And what is it like now? Or you're like old high school scandals that you want to talk about because you never had that chance to. But really feel that freedom to reconnect with old friends. And I think it's, like a, it's such a sweet thing because you can say, and I shout out to my best friend again, um, you can say that you have that, you ha did have that whole reconnection or fun, you know, little story, re-meet story um, with a good friend. So, like, definitely feel the freedom to do that. And also, I think don't just put a back burner to your friendships that you've had in the past that like aren't seasonal that aren't near you when I go on long drives my favorite thing to do is think who have I not talked to in the longest time because also you never know when that person's gonna come back in your life one of my friends in Orlando her name is Mary and we haven't hung out in a while but I still consider her a good friend and we lived in the same neighborhood as kids which is so weird because we both live in Orlando now and we reconnected because I was like I saw her post something and I did a fundraiser for Louisiana and then I looked at her profile and I we also weren't friends in high school weren't friends in junior high she's part of the cool kids like you know the kids who like do crazy things on the prom bus she knows I joke with her about that I was like finally I was like did you do Molly on the prom bus that was the rumor and she's like no we did not and I was like I heard the rumor um she did not do Molly if her mom's listening but I remember being like we were in the same town I was like oh let's hang out and we did and I set up her and her boyfriend basically there you go so I'm a great friend obviously be my friend but still like I was like if you would have told me at 12 years old I was going to be friends with Mary, I'd be like, huh, one, I'm not cool enough. Two, there's no way. And she did that. No, I think that's super cool to just, like, kind of put yourself out there in every scenario possible. And just honestly, the amount of times I have just walked up to people and said, hey, I love your shoes. Or, wait, I saw that on sale at Target. Where did you get it? And it is the corniest thing. And honestly, sometimes I don't really, like – care about that sweater but i care Shut about <laughs> i care about the person That's more than that sweater <laughs> don't fake compliments but look for them i think at the end if you look at someone you can find one common ground instantly yeah and that was the biggest thing for me was like i want to be that person's friend and i'm just gonna think of somebody and i would just like, go up to them and we start a conversation and they'd be like okay we need to like continue this or we need to keep talking and i'm like yes let's do this um and sometimes it turns out that like oh my gosh wait you need to meet this person and I think it's a big thing is like kind of making those small little connections small little friend groups like kind of see that form and grow and it's a beautiful thing to be a part of because it's just you know the kingdom coming together okay and then last question well it's funny because I got someone who said how can I be less lonely in high school then I had someone be like I feel lonely in college. What can I do? Then I had someone saying, post-grad is so hard. I feel so lonely. Okay. So what's interesting is we look and someone's lonely in high school. Someone's lonely in college. Someone's lonely in post-grad. And so what is your advice for them? First, what I, I want to say one thing. I said this in another episode. Pray for your future bridesmaids. And we all have different seasons. I talked to two people from high school. You know, there was a wedding for a girl in my high school talent. She was really cool in high school. She was really nothing but sweet. Um, some of the other girls weren't that nice to me, but that's a blast in the past. And they were all each other's bridesmaids. And like some people was like, that's so cute that they are all each other's best friends still. I moved on and made my friends another season. And I'm not trying to sound like the Christian girl. Like we all have a different season, but we, I, we tr I know seasons of seasons, <laughs> but we all meet our people in a different way. Just like you meet your spouse one day in a different way. Like everything's unique and just your the, some of the most impactful people you haven't met yet. And so even if you're in post-grad tomorrow, you may go to your hairdresser and she may become your best friend. You never know. You may go to the gym. You may meet someone. 
be on guard. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. But don't just expect each season to look a certain way. Yeah. Just because someone had the best years of life in their college sorority doesn't mean your sorority doesn't suck. Well, okay, for my for for me, I think it's interesting. Yes, every season's gonna be hard. Like surprise, surprise, no shock there. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it's like choose your heart. Like you know, having you know having a busy schedule is hard. Having no friends is hard, and it's just all going to be difficult. My thing is that's that needs to just come in due time. You're going to have moments of loneliness. You're going to have seasons ugh, of loneliness. It's true, mm. um, but it all comes with time. And you have to start putting yourself out there. You have to start like recon- like just saying, hey, do you know anyone in the area? And the amount of times I've been connected because people have said, hey, so-and-so lives in your neighborhood or lives in Florida. I mean, Florida is freaking huge. So like, sorry that I can't like drive four hours to see them. But it's just that just comes with this new season. And often what I even feel like that's just kind of the beginning of a new season is going to look lonely. It's going to be different and it's going to be like hard and whatever. But it all comes with it all comes in due time. And once you find that group of people, once you find that one person makes it worth it. Mm. And just like the pat on the back that like you are worthy. And if you're listening to this and you feel lonely, you're worthy of good friends. And it doesn't make you crazy or weird that you haven't found those friends. Sometimes it's like, that's a sign you're the problem. As someone who really struggled to find friends in high school, which is the edge seat girl, as I say, at lunch. You know what? Sometimes it's just the season. And I still have two great friends from high school. And I honestly feel closer to them now than I was in high school. And it's cool how God does that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paige and Chloe, if you're listening to this, that's just how it goes. But yeah, I mean life short live it out and there's nothing also more burdensome and kind of feels like a red flag even though this is a green flag than when you're with someone and they're always talking about being lonely and be vulnerable with your friends mm-hmm. but like is that like a slap in the face and when someone's like i have no friends to you you're like what am i a shop Wait, liver <laughs> i like, am sitting right in front of you <laughs> so instead of thinking of all the things you don't have like when you have time with someone and they may not have been the first person you ever thought you'd be friends with embrace that be present. You can be like, this season's been hard. Like, loneliness will creep in when you least expect it. I mean, you can say it a lot more natural than that. But don't be afraid to say that. But don't make that person feel like crap. <laughs> and I think, like, a big thing with the loneliness whole season and trying to figure out who your friend group is, community, I have been pushed more to be closer to my family and to hang out with my mom and, like, get, like, you know, dinners and, like, pedicures with her. Like, you meet up with my sister. And, like, for me, I have always been, I want to hang out with my friends, my friends, my friends. So when I'm kind of in that transition of not having those friends, whether it's a beginning of, when it was a beginning of high school or beginning of college or beginning of post-grad, like, those were the moments that I, like, kind of clung to my family and, like, visited, like, my cousins and, like, wow. hung out with my grandma. And I'm like, wait, like, this community was always here. Oh, my gosh. Um, but it, it didn't really come how sweet. you wanted, but it was there. It was there. And it was just kind of like a sweet moment because I'm like, wait, these are literal blood. Like, they've always been here. Um, but it was just like a nice, like, reminder that they have always been there and they will always be there. So, I mean, there was there's a cute mother-daughter duo in College Park. And I remember once, I don't think they'll mind if I share this. I won't say their names, but they'll know who they are. I remember the girl, she's a senior now. She's struggling with loneliness. And I remember her saying... Well, my mom's one of my best friends. And I got like a tear in my eye. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is so beautiful. I mean, I, you never know what God gives you in different seasons. Oh, yeah. And it's it's all about the transition. It's all about kind of just being hopeful and happy and content in whatever season that is. Exactly. Okay, before we end, tell me your sponsored podcast today. Ooh. Remember, guys, we are not balling in the bucks like you may think. We are sitting on a flip cup table. But we have sponsors in our heart. And we want to give them a shout out today. 
<laughs> so my sponsor is and my sponsor is Need to Breathe because in college that was my go-to like band and my go-to song was Happiness and my friends who are listening they are literally cringing right now because when I tell you I play that song on repeat like a hundred million million times um but it's so kind to hear that every time they it plays around them they're always like Hetley your song is playing and I'm thinking of you and I'm like Yes, thank you. And it's such a good one. Um, but yeah, that's my sponsor. I'm giving a little shout out to Need to Breathe and Need to Breathe fans. That song is always a good and always bring me back to good times. Okay, one of my flexes is Tori Bolt, the husband of the main Need to Breathe. She follows me. Why have you never told me that? Wait, what? Uh, well, I didn't know you were a big Need to Breathe fan. I didn't that's know you were a Need to Breather. I didn't know you were <laughs> Need to Breather. I didn't know you breathe. I didn't know that was a thing. I did not know that was a thing. Live and breathe, Need to Breathe. Second thing, um, did you know Need to Breathe once opened for Taylor Swift on her Fearless tour, I think? She's trying to get me to be a Swifter. Maybe it was a speak now. I know. I cannot. That is, is, that's your biggest red flag, Taylor. <laughs> and I was called you Taylor. I can't believe I did that. Oh my god. Um, okay, my sponsored podcast today is for if that's what we call it. Is actually so my editor for my podcast. He's great. His name is Trey. He has dealt with us through our ups and downs of learning this show he has had to edit my likes out he has had to humble me he has had to he called us higher he called us up not out you know (laughs) when we messed up and he's been helping us so much because he's an expert and he has a great podcast i remember him telling me about his podcast and i first listened some but then i listened like on long drives it it is so good have you listened to his podcast yet they are so interesting and it's one of those like niche podcasts where it's like wait i don't i didn't think i would be interested, but now I, you got me. And it's a great road trip one. And it is so a good road trip it one, yeah. is called, that means nothing to me. And it is by Trey. And you know what? Even though me and Trey are new friends, I can't tell you his last name, but I'm sure I'll tag him in this. So I'm like, you'll see it in the caption. But you can find it. But it's called, that means nothing to me. There's nothing else really called that. And by someone named Trey. And it's just, he talks about different, he like interviewed a mortician, someone on Ripley's Believe It or Not, like a vice president for that. And he told me that he has one coming. I don't know if it's, or no, it's not coming. He's trying to work on it. And we're going to do everything in our possible to make it happen for him. He wants to interview, and you talked about this on the other podcast, one of the like, the people behind Club Penguin in the start. Uh, I actually sponsored one of the episodes to Club Penguin, and he mentioned that. And it's just one of those things. He has these people where you're like, oh my gosh. Their position exists in the world, and they their interests exist, and I am so interested because I've never heard of and that. And I would never want to hear about it for, like, a month, but, like, yeah, 40 minutes? Heck yeah, tell <laughs> me about it. Like, and then that's it. But that's, that's, that's the coolest part. Like, it's like a mortician. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. I've always wondered, who cuts on the damn bodies? You know? like, I have to think about this because, like, well, who's going to be doing my makeup? Yeah, I wanna, I'm going to choose. You best believe I'm going to be like, can I see your resume before I die? Like, what's your experience? What have you done, Because, you, like, you know, I heard that you're hair still grows after you die and like here's a deal i'm a blonde but this blonde is kind of real kind of fake so who is going to make sure my roots are touched up that is a good question he better be good this mortician will know and definitely will hear more about it on his podcast so please well they don't talk about that but i gotta ask that if my roots are brunette (laughs) when i die go ahead and just like ruin my legacy can you ask that for us He's, he's yeah, nodding He said yet. he'll ask. He'll interview another mortician. Okay, cool. Anyways, thank y'all for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out and hearing us talk and ramble and chat. It's always a good time. So please be on the lookout for other episodes. Hang out with us more often. We love to hear all your responses. So please keep up with us on our Instagram, Water Into Wine, and also our personals. I am underscore K-E-T-T and then two underscores afterwards. And Grace is... 
at the Grace Valentine. For the record, I did not want to be the Grace Valentine. I want to be mm-hmm. Grace Valentine. But what's crazy, this is a story no one asked for. They're like, it's over finally. But Grace Valentine is a blonde girl who was a pie fi at a college an hour from me. Isn't that wild? And I asked to buy it, but she went to SMU, really rich college. She did not care about my Weasley hundred bucks. So the amount of things I learn about Grace on this podcast is so interesting. I, know. Like, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, me slid her DM. She's but she, you know, we still follow each other. And there was once an airline called Wow Air. It's a real thing. Google it. They during Valentine's Day, like two years ago, were like, We're offering a Valentine's Day special if your name has Valentine in it. And I remember seeing it someone sent it to me, and then I sent it to her. I'm like, by the way, girl, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's just we're friends. Anyways, y'all have a great day. Love y'all.